CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I am live in Las Vegas. One half of your hosting team, the other half of the hosting team today is out in Boston. That's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday. So much to get through today, Pritch. We got some NFL wildcard weekend lines that are moving in particular. One total just got hit to the under, uh, which was surprising to me. So we'll hit on that. Uh, also a huge college basketball night tonight, Pritch. A lot of great matchups. Excited to break down a lot of these with our buddy Adam Burke. Uh, but before we get to it, I just wanted to say anyone who was sweating, uh, you know, a couple games last night in particular, the San Jose Sharks, uh, these home favorites in the NHL. I tweeted this a second ago, mm-hmm. but home favorites this year, t- 233 and 124, 65%. You look at these home favorites off a loss versus opponent off a win, 73%. And a home team with a, a home favorite with a line move in your favor, whether you open, you know, minus 150, you get steamed up to minus 160. Uh, those plays this year are 66%, almost a 9% ROI. So if you're looking for a match tonight, Pritch, I'm going to try to convince you to sweat the Dallas Stars with me at okay. home against the Kraken. They open around minus 180. They're up to around minus 200. But just wanted to mention that because quietly in the NHL, these home favorites have done very, very well. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it. I was at the barbershop after the show yesterday, and the fellas were asking me about uh, hockey. And I told them to tune in uh, to the show and then also <laughs> listen to your Market Insights podcast. So you're going to grow your audience uh, from the barbershop crew out there in Vegas, North Las Vegas. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Well, I appreciate it, Pritch. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll give you some juice on that. You're going to get a commission for throwing (laughs) me in there, so I appreciate it. Sounds (laughs) good. Sounds good. Let's get to it. We got Adam Burke uh, on the program today, too. Burke Day. We love that. Uh, We've got to get to some news and notes. You were talking about line movement, in particular the Tampa Bay situation, their game. Uh, They get some players back, at least uh, designated to come back. Uh, Levante David, uh, he's important. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's important. And, And then also Giovanni Bernard, uh, return to practice here on Wednesday. We'll find out about other players like Shaq Barrett and two as the week develops. But a lot of their guys still questionable, though. But that line movement, as you mentioned, Josh, I think it has something to do with weather. It really does, Pritch. And again, this is important. And when you're looking at uh, totals, obviously, we do lean a little bit to the unders. It's not crazy, but they do tick up about 1% to 2% when you get to the playoffs. You know this, Pritch. Every game is super meaningful. You don't want to make a mistake. Sometimes it's a feeling out process early. So you kind of lean unders in general. And this is exactly the game that I was uh, thinking about, Pritch. We've seen a big move to the total. Other than the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game where that total fell, all every other total on the board this weekend has pretty much gone up. But yesterday, a flood of big money hit that Eagles-Buck 
Buccaneers under. Uh, we were going into this week, Pritch. It opened around 49 and a half. It's now down to 46. And you hit the nail on the head. Uh, this is a weather play. It's really not. Obviously, we're down in Florida. You don't have to worry about the temperature. Uh, it's going to be about 75 degrees. But you're looking at around 20 mile an hour winds in this game. So that could really be meaningful. We know that when it comes to weather and the elements, it's really the wind that has the biggest impact. Uh, so you have a couple matches here. If you look at just what I call sharp playoff unders, mm -hmm. where the line falls at least a point. Last decade, they're 57% in the playoffs. And you look at these windy unders, you know, my uh, kind of line of demarcation is 10 miles an hour or more. But when you get to 15 or 20, again, we're a few days out. Weather forecast can change. But this is uh, it makes total sense with this forecast of really heavy winds down at Raymond James Stadium. We've seen some respected money hit that under. And again, 10 miles an hour or more right. the under this year in the NFL is around 60%. So I think that's a big reason, as well as getting some of these good defensive players back off the injured list. Okay, I mentioned uh, Shaquille Barrett uh, removed from the COVID list for sure, too, but he's got some injuries that we're going to get into as we get into the scouting report. Uh, that's a little bit later on in the program, but news and notes from New York. Jo uh, Joe <laughs> Judge. Uh, Josh, I told you midseason this guy was going to get fired. He lasted the entire season, which I was surprised of the fact that he lasted that long. Uh, but Joe Judge was let go after the show yesterday. Uh, I, I think a lot of people were anticipating that because of the GM situation. Uh, but when, you're, when your owner comes out and says, I quote, I kept thinking during the season we had hit rock bottom, then each week it got a little worse, unquote, then, yeah, if you're a head coach, you're not in a great situation right there. Yeah, and again, we didn't see this on what they call, obviously, Black Monday, where you get all these firings. So it, it happens a day late, basically. But um, I think with Judge, you know, it's really kind of his demeanor, Pritch. Like, it's one thing to lose, but when you're kind of, like, calling people out, being a jerk, you know, saying all these crazy things in your press conferences, mm -hmm. I think you really rub people the wrong way. So uh, I look at this and say, hey, makes total sense letting go of Judge. While on the flip side, a guy like Flores, who last couple of years, 19 and 14, how can you fire that guy? So we'll see how this thing develops. I think, you know, obviously, we're really, you know, tied into um, – um, you know, the lines this weekend and the Super Bowl futures and all that. Yeah. But there is going to be a very interesting prop market, Pritch. Uh, next head coach, who will these, uh, you know, teams hire? You're hearing like Bill O'Brien, maybe in Jacksonville, uh, other names being floated uh, left and right. But they did say with uh, Mara or Mara, who's supposed to have a, a Zoom call today, he's going to hire the GM first and let the GM mm -hmm. pick the coach. But as betters, I would really follow these odds moves and really the, the line moves on who will be the next coach at these different teams because you're going to start to see, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, like plus 400, plus 500 guys. And then if you quietly monitor these every day, sometimes you see movement toward a particular coach. Maybe someone knows something. Not a lot to go off of right now, but that market on who's going to be hired by which team uh, could be a way to make some money, not just on games this weekend, right. but uh, obviously going into next year. Well, I like Flores in New York, to be honest with you. Um, but <laughs> that's not me. I'm not hiring. Uh, the thing about Judge, too, real quick, uh, like he ran red line all year long. He never took his foot off the accelerator. Uh, and it eventually, it's like a pinball machine. You're going to shake and shake, and then you're going to tilt. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened to Joe Judge at some point during the year. Uh, I was surprised that it took that long uh, to fire him. Uh, and move on as an organization out there. But good things in store for the Giants as they got multiple draft picks uh, inside the top 10. Let's welcome into the program Adam Burke. He's our VSIN sports betting analyst here, VSIN daily newsletter writer, point spread weekly contributor as well. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Pritch. How are you doing today, man? Doing great. Doing great. Say hello to Josh Applebaum out there in Boston. Yeah, hey, Josh. <laughs> Adam, good, good to be with you, my man. How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed that my Browns don't have a playoff game this weekend, but obviously your Patriots do. So, uh, <laughs> You know, just uh, things keep coming up Boston, I guess, right? 
Oh, always. Yeah. We're going to have to wait on the Celtics though. Don't get me started on that all that whole clown show, but yeah, anyway, good, good, good to be with you and break down some of these games. today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, advice on how to handle uh, NFL, the betting in the NFL, the playoffs. I mean, COVID has kind of calmed down. Surprise, surprise. We're not hearing COVID positive tests right now. Okay. They're not testing. That's why we're not hearing it. But right. how do you handle um, this situation with the playoffs in the national football league? Yeah, when they kind of turned this over to the honor system a little bit in terms of self-reporting <laughs> symptoms, we, we figured that this sure. would be the case. You know, a lot of guys last week having symptoms, testing positive and games that didn't matter, stuff like that, games where they weren't going to play anyway, mm-hmm. kind of gets it out of the way because now you don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. going forward. So, yeah, fortunately, we can just kind of handicap these games for what they are. And one thing I will say, we go from 16 games down to six, and obviously we'll keep going lower as the playoffs go along. The fewer the number of games, the sharper, the tighter, the more efficient the market is going to be. So you do want to look to maybe live bet a little bit more often in the playoffs than you would during the regular season. Or in a minimum, just make sure that your market entry points are correct with these games. Josh mentioned that total coming down in that Eagles-Buccaneers game. I've typically found that you know Tuesday night into Wednesday morning is usually when people that bet based on the weather start getting involved in the market. So if we've got bad weather coming up in future playoff weeks, and I'm sure that we will given some of the teams that are still in it, that Wednesday morning mark is about the time those totals are going to start to move. So try to be really cognizant of when you enter the market, when you make your plays, so that you can try to get the best of the number possible because these numbers are very, very tight. Adam, I think you said something very important. By the time you get to the playoffs, the books have so much data. The market is so efficient that you typically don't see a lot of line moves. So when you do see a line move, it's really meaningful. So I'd love to get your take on the Las Vegas Raiders here going to Cincinnati. You know, Pritch and I have been talking about this game quite a bit, but this is kind of the one dog number that's really moved toward the dog. You know, a lot of these books open Bengals laying six and a half, laying six. We saw it get down now to five and a half. We're kind of in that no man's land right now, but a lot of angles to like. If you look at just very simple system here, last decade in the playoffs when the line moves toward a dog those teams are 28 and 8 against the spread 78 percent what i found is really when you're betting dogs in the playoffs you want the line to go toward them if it goes away from them as a contrarian i'm like oh this is good it's inflated number but the data doesn't bear it out it's these line moves toward dogs so how do you break this one down adam do you like the raiders here would you buy low on the bengals just your thoughts on this matchup You know, one thing I think is really interesting, Steve Mackinan wrote an outstanding piece in Point Spread Weekly this week about some wildcard weekend trends. And one of the things that he found in the last 56 wildcard weekend games, the straight up winner is 48-7-1 and against the spread. So it's a situation where the line actually tends to not matter a whole lot. The team Mm -hmm. that wins the game also winds up covering the spread. So maybe this game is the exception to that norm because I do think Cincinnati ultimately wins it. I think it's really interesting what you say, Josh, about, you know, looking for underdogs that are taking money here in the playoffs because you get to a situation where everybody's betting these games. Public can have a little bit more influence in terms of the line movement when it comes to playoff time, and they're typically going to side with the favorites, the teams that appear to be more trustworthy, so on and so forth. But to see money on an underdog here and to see it early on in the week I think is really interesting. The thing about this game, Pritch, you've got two schools of thought that are going to go head-to-head in this game. The Bengals are the better team. They've got the more explosive offense. I think their defense, the two defenses are probably fairly similar as long as the Raiders can get to Joe Burrow, which I think everybody kind of expects. But at the same time, this is an awful spot for the Raiders. They just played that game against the Chargers. They've played four straight must-win games. They've got the long travel to go outside in the cold weather. The situational spots are completely against the Raiders in this game, yet this line is coming down a little bit. So we'll see what happens with this one. I tend to lean a little bit towards the Bengals' side. Side, okay. Not a particularly strong play, but 
I do think that Cincinnati is the better team, and this spot is really difficult for Las Vegas. So fascinating game to open things up, and one that has a lot of different betting angles based on what you want to look at. Okay, we got to go to break here in in a minute, but I wanted to ask you a question. I'll ask you the question about it's a follow up to the Raiders and the Bengals in the next segment. Uh, but real quick, uh, what's in the Visa newsletter? This week. Yeah, a lot of stuff in the Vista newsletter. I actually wrote today about looking for situational spots in the NBA, trying to handicap that way, looking at the schedule, back-to-backs, travel, rest, all those different kinds of things, and a lot more coming your way in the newsletters this week. All right, that's awesome. Adam Burke's going to stick with us after the break here. Vista has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Uh, Get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game and the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides all for just $69. Get to vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. More Adam Burke uh, when we continue betting across America right here on vcin, the sports betting network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Sports Betting Network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, and Adam Burke, VSIN Sports Betting Analyst, VSIN Daily News Writer, also plays Fred Weekly contribute. You have a lot of <laughs> going, lot of on, going over on over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but great to have you in studio from your busy schedule for sure. You can follow Adam on, at, on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Great follow there. Uh, so my follow-up for the Bengals and the Raiders, uh, Gr- Josh always gives us excellent, excellent data when it comes to systems and uh, some trends too when it comes to playoffs as well. But I'm curious about seeding. Like, as a player, I know that sometimes we backed into the playoffs a few times and we weren't playing playing great football. We were were flawed. And then you have other teams that could be hot, like the Raiders. Four in a row, 
The Bengals certainly are hot. They're a division champ, though, but you have the, the wild card situation with the Raiders. And I can tell you, inside that building, they're galvanized because they're the first wild card team to win a Super Bowl in history. So they're using that, too. So I wonder, does that affect your thinking, uh, betting this game at all coming up this week? To, you know, I think it's really challenging because, look, I mean, we were talking about during the break, the Raiders have won four straight games by four or fewer points, virtually all of them in must-win situations. Yeah. How many times can you keep getting off the floor? How many times can you keep giving the best effort possible? Mm -hmm. Whereas last week for Cincinnati, nobody played. You know, so, I mean, Jamar Chase, I think, had a, a catch or two, but nobody else really played for the most part. Does that hurt your momentum? Does that kind of stunt your rhythm going into the playoffs? I understand the need to keep guys healthy, obviously, but also as a player, you know, does that week off kind of affect you negatively? And I guess I'd have to ask you for that perspective, mm -hmm. but that's something that I kind of wonder about is, you know, Burrow was banged up and now he probably won't be, but also, you know, does he lose some of his rhythm, his practice enough to keep them sharp? I guess I'd have to defer to you on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the coaches, Josh. I mean, really, the coaches, and, and I mean, they have, they, have to, they have to make sure that the players don't lose that edge, and the players have to give that information back to the coaches. Okay, we're not going to lose this edge during a week of practice or a bye week or a bye situation where we have time off. But you will work out, though. You will still have reps uh, preparing for your next opponent, Josh. Yeah, and I was just going to ask Adam if we can just go through each game. This is a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. we just hit on Vegas, Cincy. Let's go to my Patriots and Buffalo. Adam, I got to get an outsider's perspective because I don't want my bias as a Pats fan to seep in here. <laughs> but um, I think the bias is really against New England, obviously. They go 1-3 and three down the stretch. Bills 4-0 and oh down the stretch. One team's playing well. The other team isn't. A lot of people are betting Buffalo. They're one of the most lopsided plays. It's going to be an 8 o'clock game, you know, prime time. It's going to be really, really cold. Uh, but we've seen, actually, even though two-thirds of bets are on Buffalo, a lot of books open four and a half and they're down to four. So it looks like some money came in on New England. This is one of those plays where it's a buy low, sell high. It's a system play. I'll say as a Pats fan, am I feeling good about this game? No, but some of those gross dogs are kind of where you want to be on these wild card weekends. If you look at these divisional dogs, it's very rare. You play a team three times in one year. That's happening here. Divisional dogs in the playoffs the last decade, 69% against the spread. So what's your take on this one, Adam? Uh, is there a reason to maybe take the Patriots in the points or is this, Hey, four and a half down to four. Now you're getting a better number on Buffalo. Well, my initial look on this one was Buffalo, but then I saw Mina Kimes from NFL Live tweet out that Josh Allen's completion percentage is about 50% in freezing cold weather. It's 40th out of 41 quarterbacks in the sample size. That's not great because it's going to be really cold in Buffalo on Saturday night. Shocking, you know, analysis there and insight. <laughs> but, you know, look, I mean, when you think about the two games that these two teams played in the regular season, I kind of draw a line through the first one because the weather was just so absolutely awful in a wind tunnel and the snow and all of that. And New England plays a very physical brand of football that they can kind of thrive in that environment. In the second game where the weather wasn't ideal, but it was certainly better, the Bills dominated that game. So my initial thought was to look at Buffalo minus four, but I need to look some more at Josh Allen here and, and the situation that he faces given the really cold temperatures. We have Adam Burke uh, in studio, VSIN uh, daily newsletter writer, points for weekly contributor. Again, follow him on Twitter at skating tripod. So uh, another game, that game, Patriots and Bills, highly familiar with each other right there, but you got San Francisco and Dallas. Uh, now history, there's familiarity here, right? We, we know about the, the history between these two teams, but uh, what about this game in particular? This line, Dallas three now, uh, 51 is the total. 
Yeah, I think this one definitely has a chance to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. It is the highest total on the board, and I think deservedly so. I think the 49ers can move the football on Dallas. I think the one thing that we've kind of seen throughout the year is the advanced metrics love this Niners team. Okay. And obviously when Debo Samuel is healthy, they're a much, much better offense. And we saw what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did down the stretch. I mean, you know, I know that they didn't play the greatest of schedules. They kind of got lucky with some teams on the opposite side dealing with COVID and all of that. But we know their offense is very potent. They've got the running game going here of late. So I actually like the over 51 in this game. As far as a side goes, I think three is a pretty sharp number out there. Mm -hmm. And it's a situation where if you like the 49ers, and I talked about this in the first segment, market entry is so important. You have a decent chance of catching a three and a half here with San Francisco. So if you like the dog, wait it out. If you like the favorite in the Cowboys, three at the best use you can find. If you can find a minus 110, that's great. Three at the best use you can find would be the play on the Dallas side. So I guess this is one where the line really matters a lot, but I am looking towards the over. Adam, I think you're spot on with your analysis on that key number because I really like San Fran early in the week, and it looked like they were maybe going to get down to two and a half. But you have seen Juice go the other way now toward Dallas. So I'm actually waiting it out to see if I can get San Fran with the hook there in that matchup. Uh, but I want to get your take on Arizona and the Rams. And by the way, thank you, NFL, for giving us a Monday night playoff game. <laughs> this is great. So we get it, you know, three days in a row. Uh, but kind of the similar sort of thing, Adam, where, you know, the spot that the Patriots are in is kind of the same as the spot that the Cardinals are in. Basically a divisional dog on the road with a painted four across the board. So uh, public is kind of split, you know, slight favoritism to the Rams. Uh, you know, obviously both teams had, you know, disappointing losses to end their, their regular season finale, but this game open for kind of stayed for, I saw one chop that got to four and a half and came back down very quickly. This is a play where you would look at uh, the Cardinals here, plus the points and, and your take on Stafford going into the playoffs where he's and three in his career. Yeah, this is one where I do like the team getting the points, and it's largely because both of these teams are, are very unpredictable. You know, I know that they won a lot of games throughout the regular season, but, you know, we didn't get a lot of good efforts from either team in the second half of the year for the most part. You've got Matt Stafford who plays one good half, one bad half. Usually it's been the second half, but last week it was the first half, and then he was pretty bad in the second half of that loss and also overtime with the interception against the 49ers. Arizona... I think that this price is a little bit inflated. I think this number should be three, three and a half at the most. But Arizona looked really bad in the second half of the season. There are a lot of concerns about Cliff Kingsbury winning a big game. A lot of people really respect Sean McVay, and that's been a you know five-year trend basically now. But Kingsbury doesn't have that same level of respect. So I do think this line is a little bit high. I'm not going to be surprised of any outcome. I think this is the highest variance game of the wild card weekend where we could see a blowout one way or the other. We could see a close high scoring game. We could see a low scoring game, but of the two regular season meetings where the Rams were minus three and a half mm -hmm. at home and lost Cardinals were minus three at home and lost. It was all about turnovers. You know, you had really key turnovers for both teams in those two games and that kind of dictated the winner. So to me, I think these two teams are virtually equals. So I'll take the plus four with Arizona, not a super strong play, but it's hard to have strong plays when the lines are this tight and this efficient. Yeah, how about this line, though, when you got Pittsburgh catching 12.5 points against KC, 46.5 the total. Sports betting analyst, metrics guy, I got to give you a quote. I got to give you a quote because as a player, I understand this quote, but I want your inter interpretation of it. Uh, this is from Big Ben Roethlisberger. We probably aren't supposed to be here. We probably are not a good football team. Uh, out of the 14 teams that are in, I think we're probably at number 14. We're double-digit underdogs. He quoted the, the fact that they're double-digit underdogs uh, in the playoffs. So let's go out there and play and have fun and see what happens. What do you do with this line now? Minus 12 and a half with the Chiefs. 
Whatever Ben's doing from a psychoanalysis standpoint, I don't care. <laughs> okay. this, I, Kansas City is the play in this game for me. And, and I was with some people watching that Raiders-Chargers game on, on Sunday night. And I'm just praying that somebody wins that game so I could try to fade Pittsburgh here. It's a big number. Mm-hmm. Totally understand that. But Pittsburgh may be the worst wildcard team we've had in a long time. They're very much on the negative side in point differential. Negative yards per play. Ben does not look good. JJ, or TJ Watt is really the guy that, may, that stirs the drink on this defense. Well, Patrick Mahomes can evade him so and get the ball out really quick, too, by the way. I, look, if you want to tease the Chiefs down under a touchdown, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Take them from 12.5 to 6.5. Probably pair that with a Tampa Bay minus 2.5 and a, and a two-team six-point teaser. But I'll go ahead and lay it with the Chiefs here. I've, I've not been a believer in Pittsburgh all year long. Mm-hmm. Last week, Tyler Huntley looked terrible. The week before that, they played the Browns, who I've, I've said enough about them. <laughs> uh, but for me, it's it's Kansas City or nothing here in this one, absolutely. I, Pittsburgh just doesn't deserve to be here. And his quote may have the opposite effect and keep the Chiefs actually focused because they know exactly what Ben's trying to do here. Adam, I think you're spot on. By the way, I'm looking at the under in that one. You had some sharp money drop at like 49 down to like 46 and a half. But real quick, Adam, just uh, any Super Bowl futures that you like. Uh, updated numbers here, BetMGM, Packers plus 375. They're the favorite. Chiefs plus 500. Uh, Bucks plus 750. Titans, Bills, Rams around uh, 10 to 1. Any Super Bowl future that you think is, is, a, is a smart bet going into the playoffs right now? Uh, look, I said that I like Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay is going to have to go through Lambeau again to do it, but I still like Tampa Bay. Plus 750, something I'm going to have to work on the math with because I know they have to go to Green Bay where they will be an underdog in that game. Awesome to have you in studio, Adam Burke. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Adam Burke in studio. Coming up next, we've got Scouting Reports. Josh, just coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, is out in Boston. Uh, so, Josh, we get to some more scouting reports here. Uh, the Eagles, the strength of this team, I think a lot of people know this, certainly is the fact that they can run the football, and they've done that consistently. Uh, they've changed along the way, and that's what we're going to highlight. So, this led to 163 first down situations for the Eagles. They lean on the run. That tells you that, That's what that tells you right there. They lean on the run. It's not that they have to get to the run. They lean on it. And then also they led the league in the National Football League with 25 rushing touchdowns. But they lean on it. They're very creative. I give Shane Steichen, the offense coordinator, a lot of credit because along the way they've changed it uh, in which uh, they are more perimeter-oriented, more option. Think option football when you think the Eagles because they create formations that create mismatches in terms of numbers on the edge 
Uh, and that's where a lot of success comes for the Eagles rushing the football, creating those mismatches and numbers on the edge by formations, and then also mixing, mixing in that play action too helps out. But uh, it's incredible what they have done. The zone defense on defense, for me, is a weakness. They got to stay true to who they are with the personnel, play more man-to-man, -man and get after the quarterback with that front. And then there's an X factor with that rushing attack. It's all pro center, uh, Jason Kelsey. Now, he's got a big – uh, a tall task because he's got Vita Vea in front of him. That's a mountain. Uh, not only that, but he can pull. And that he allows the Eagles to get those extra bodies, those extra blockers to the perimeter because he can pull as a center, which is incredible to think about right there. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. And, you know, Pritch, one thing you mentioned, you know, the running game, leaning on the running game. If you're an Eagles fan or having watched them this year, that really bodes well with that under that sharp money move we saw to the under, which is really weather based with 20 mile an hour winds expected at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, and which, by the way, you know, the last sharp move I saw to the under was 46 and a half with the hook. I haven't seen anything come in at 46. So if you like the under, you could say, hey, grab it anyway. But you might want to wait if there's a lot of public money that hits Brady and the over going into, you know, Sunday, uh, you may be able to get a better number. But to me, Pritch, in terms of the spread, I think Philly definitely run the ball, keep the ball out of Brady's hands. Uh, this line has kind of gone back and forth. A lot of shops I saw were maybe like nine, nine and a half down to eight and a half. Some eight and a half are now coming back to nine. But either way, it's a big public play toward Tampa Bay. If you wanted to grab the points with the Eagles, I kind of lean grabbing the points here. A lot of these games sound crazy, like you can't compete, but then you get to these, you know, tight games. Remember when uh, Brady went to Washington, the football team, Pritch, I think they were a nine point favorite on the road in that game, different parameters there, but it's really hard to cover these big numbers when you get to the playoffs. So uh, to me with Philly, you know, you are looking at uh, playoff dogs last decade, 55% ATS. I'd hold out. You may be able to get a nine if you wait. But it's also, Pritch, how do you not tease down the Bucks? You know, maybe you're not comfortable uh, with them laying this big number and maybe you get a backdoor cover. Mm -hmm. But if you take them eight and a half down to two and a half, you get below the key number of three. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. So uh, maybe lo uh, looking toward that under and maybe a tease down opportunity. But I'm just not comfortable laying these big numbers in the playoffs. You tend to see some tighter games in general. Well, also, too, I mean, correlation, I don't know. But that line uh, in terms of the, the total has fallen, the 46 here because of weather. So, I mean, you still have this large spread. Uh, and that situation, that doesn't correlate a lot of times with uh, your systems out there as well, right? Yeah, I don't have any raw data on okay. that, but typically, you know, if you're on a dog, it's a good thing to see the total fall because fewer amount of expected mm -hmm. points scored makes it, you know, theoretically easier or more likely to cover the number. Whereas if this thing rose, like it opened, you know, 49 and a half, if it was up to, let's say, 52, 53 by now, that would kind of be bad for the Eagles because more expected points, more likely they're going to come from Brady and the better team. So, uh, yeah, anytime you see a line fall in the total, Pritch, that de that does definitely, you know, game theory kind of benefit the dog spot. Okay, I know a lot of people are going to look at back at that first game that they played between these two teams and uh, I'm, sa I'm saying this right now the Eagles have changed their rushing attack since then uh, it's completely different it's like more of an option uh, scheme up front uh, and, and so you're trying to get these numbers to your advantage uh, if you're rushing the football certainly if you're the Eagles and that's your strength 25 rushing touchdowns is incredible uh, they led the National Football League that year 163 first down two uh, situations so the injuries uh, David's coming back uh, for Tampa but Shaquille Barrett is coming back from COVID. He still has a knee issue, ACL, MCL. I, mean, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Uh, you got Dean with a hamstring. He's questionable. Uh, certainly the defense all year long ha has been a, a bunch of players. JPP has got a shoulder. He's questionable too. So your bookends, Barrett and JPP, they're going to be up against it with that rushing attack for the Eagles. 
Yeah, great point by you, Pritch. And you do have, you know, this is a game again, you know, always pay attention to the injury reports and the mm -hmm. inactives, but you do have Fletcher Cox coming back from COVID. How effective will he be? You also have uh, Miles Sanders, who is questionable. And again, if, if you can walk, you're going to try to play in these playoff games just in general. But to your point, like maybe the, uh, the, the, the great running game or good running game for the Eagles, it's going to be tough, as you mentioned, going up against one of the best rush defenses here in the NFL uh, with the Bucks. But I kind of like what, what Adam said. I know I put him on the spot there picking a future, mm -hmm. but I'm with him. You know, we always get to this time of year. You saw it happen last year, and it's like Brady old hat. Uh, you know, hey, no one believes in him, that sort of thing, when he's been the greatest quarterback ever. I think that plus 750 to win the Super Bowl is a, is a pretty good value bet. But plus 340 to win the NFC, whether that's a, you know, have to go to Lambeau and you're probably, you know, a three-point dog in that game. We'll see what happens. But I think Tampa Bay is kind of a team that, I don't know if it's Brady fatigue, but right. they're not really getting the support across the market that you would expect from a Brady-type team. So I actually like buying low at Tampa if you want to look for a flyer for the uh, NFC or to win the Super Bowl. Well, let's get to the scouting report on Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I, I, I agree with you. It is tough to bet against Tom Brady. Uh, so if you think about the strength of the Buccaneers, it's Brady. He's just different. I mean, this guy, Josh, I just saw this uh, earlier this morning. What year is this for Brady? Like 21? 20, Gotta be, yeah. 21st yep. year, right? So, I mean, putting put, put this in perspective. So, he's reached double-digit wins, his teams have, for 19 times out of his 21 years. They've gone to double-digit victories as a starting quarterback. He could win an eighth Super Bowl, which, if you look at the average career length in the National Football League, is 3.3 years. Uh, this guy is so incredible. He had 719 passing attempts this year, which uh, is just shy of the record from Matthew Stafford back in 2012, 727. He's not aging. Uh, and so the strength of this football team certainly is Brady, his knowledge, his accuracy, but his confidence in that culture that he brings for this football team. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. So it's that avocado ice cream, by the way. That's <laughs> okay. what keeps him healthy. Right, no safe. strawberries. But, <laughs> exactly. No, and no, uh, you can't have uh, tomatoes either, Pritch, because those are, I think they believe, cause inflammation. So mm. there are these little, like I always, my mom always told me, if it's a vegetable, it's good for you. Apparently not. There, there are bad ones that can cause you uh, some <laughs> issues. But uh, we've seen this uh, movie before, Pritch. Like last year, you know, I was riding Brady all throughout the playoffs because, one, they were a dog, and I had all my dog matches in the playoffs. But like getting three points at the Saints, getting three points at, uh, at, um, who was it Green Bay? And then right. three points, I think the spread was in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. It's like you flip a switch and it's the playoffs and it's Tom Brady's time. So again, spreads I'm not too concerned with, but if you're looking at a future, I just think how many times can we bang our head against the wall betting against Brady? At some point, you take a flyer and say, hey, I'm not going to bet against this guy in the postseason. Well, let's get to the X factor here because on the scouting report, the X factor is the fact that the starting 22 is what we remember from last year's Super Bowl, and, and certainly they went on and won that championship. But this year is different because of all the injuries. Like the starting 22, I could have faith in that. I can back that as a better. But if there's a significant injury along the way or if one of those key guys cannot finish the run or journey, uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to come up short. Uh, and they're very thin in terms of the depth of this football team. And, and certainly you look at all the injuries and all the players coming back. Again, Josh, if one or two of those guys go down, uh, that's going to um, uh, hamper their chances, I think, uh, in trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. Uh, obviously, you know, when you win the Super Bowl, you don't not only the best team, but you got to have some good luck in terms of being healthy throughout the year. And that's kind of what we saw from Tampa Bay last year. I'll flip it and say, though, this, Pritch, at one point or at any point when you're Tom Brady, like sometimes you have to manufacture motivation. This is a supremely motivated guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, when you have guys who are out, you know, no more, obviously, um, you know, your, your top wide receiver there. Uh, guys have been Godwin. out and, and down. 
Godwin. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you've had guys in and out throughout the year. I think Brady embraces this and says, hey, guys, uh, I, I came to Tampa because I wanted better weapons, but now I, my weapons are down a bit. You know, jump on my back, and, and this could be a motivational factor of, hey, my favorite receiver is the open receiver. That's what you always heard about Brady in New England. I think he takes this as a challenge, seeing a lot of these guys go down, which, uh, again, you don't want to bet against Brady, but a motivated Brady with a chip on his shoulder, uh, that's even tougher. Yeah, but can those guys get open, though, Josh? I mean, Ooh, you yeah, know, true. I mean, we, we make so much of quarterbacks, and, and rightly so, but there is the most dependent position on the field. They need guys to get open. Just watch the national championship and, you know, the decline in production on the outside for Bama when those weapons go down for a quarterback. I mean, that happens. So uh, I get it. I hear what Brady's saying, but I, I don't know. Jaleon Darden, I mean, is he going to come through in the clutch, you know? And, and I, I wonder about that. Cyril Grayson, he did uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe. And, and so they're just thin, though, at this point, though. They are, but hey, if they're plus three at Lambeau, you know I'm, I'm taking that plus three, Pritch. I hear you. I hear you. Our scouting report continues on the program. We're going to get to the San Francisco 49ers after this break right here on Descent, the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, you'll earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in a game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And uh, Josh, we're going to get to our scouting reports again here for the 49ers. So the strengths, obviously Kyle Shanahan, without question, he's the best play caller in the National Football League, uh, you know, when he's on his game for sure. And I think that adds confidence to the football team when you're as talented as the 49ers and you know you have a play caller at caliber of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it is incredible. John Elway uh, had this to say way back in the day 
uh, playing under Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad, uh, the game became easier. And he said that out loud to a number of us on the team there, that the game became easier because of the way that Mike would call a game. Uh, and so think about that with San Francisco this year as all these players, if, Jimmy G included, uh, when you have Kyle on his game, that makes the game easier for you as a player out there. You're totally right, Pritch. And by the way, you know, Kyle Shannon is a guy in the betting industry or, you know, the betting space where we really like him in dog situations. Kyle Shannon in his career as a dog, 25 and 18 against the spread, 58%. Now, ironically, he doesn't do very well as a favorite. But luckily, that week, this weekend, it doesn't matter at all. I like the San Francisco 49ers quite a bit here, plus the points, Pritch. One thing that did surprise me, though, and again, going to Dallas, Dallas laying a short number, Dallas mm -hmm. being, uh, I believe, the best team uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the NFL when it comes to ATS covering numbers so everyone who's bet on Dallas I think they were like 13 and 4 against the spread or they just covered a lot of numbers and that's going to carry over into the playoffs where a lot of people who bet them all year are just going to say you know screw it I'll, I'll lay this you know short like three at home uh, on a team that's covered for me and made me a lot of money uh, throughout the year but what was notable is early in the week, it looked like really sharp towards San Fran. Like a lot of those threes were really juiced up to the 49ers. Like it may get down to two and a half, but I was surprised that it's actually juiced the other way to Dallas, but they don't want to go to three and a half. So that's kind of notable. A lot mm -hmm. of these Dallas Cowboys minus threes are minus 115. If I'm basically just waiting and seeing uh, as soon as this, the hook pops up, if it does, I'll be jumping on San Francisco plus three and a half. They would match the system that we uh, talk about quite a bit on the show, but a playoff dog versus a team who missed the playoffs last year, that would match with the 49ers. That's 20 and 10 against the spread, 67% the last decade. So I'm surprised by the late juice movement to Dallas. It makes sense. They are a big public play here, but everything you mentioned about Shanahan and Jimmy G as a dog, good numbers with him as well. I'm holding out for the three and a half. If I can't get it, I'll take the three, but I really like the Niners in this spot. I think they're being undervalued and this looks kind of like a public all over Dallas yet some liability on the 49ers. Yeah, Dallas, definitely a public play for sure. I would imagine that uh, going into this game, but the thing about the 49ers too, the, the weakness, Josh, uh, special teams, all of them. <laughs> I mean, good <laughs> Lord, where do you start? <laughs> Uh, fumbles on kick returns, punts, fake punts ran against against them. Uh, the field goal kicker a little shaky as well. I mean, uh, extra points, all that. Factor all that into the weakness of, of this football team and certainly would look at all three phases too. And so in a big game like this, obviously all three phases being important, uh, when you have a weakness like the 49ers do, I mean, that that to me is a better, I'm looking out for that. Yeah, great point. And by the way, if you're looking for a special teams coordinator, I heard Joe Judge. That's where he got to start with the Patriots <laughs> special teams. Maybe, maybe you're bringing Joe Judge, and he'll uh, he'll tell you all about the times he almost got fired. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then the X factor uh, is Jimmy G. Uh, and I found the uh, the tweet that I mentioned before about Jimmy G. The X factor. You mentioned, you know him as a dog quarterback has been unbelievable. He's 33 and 14, a regular season as a starting quarterback, 2-1-1. But the X factor, because here's a quote, is from Steve Palazzolo uh, from uh, Pro Football Focus. Jimmy Garoppolo has that special trait of being both over and underrated at the same time. No matter which side you believe, you'll be right at some point. That's the X factor. Like, we've seen him miss open receivers deep down the field. Uh, we see him... Uh, not be able to, I don't, compete at a high level often, right? But then sometimes we see him also out there making throws and helping his team win. So as a better, uh, what do you do with the situation from the scouting report standpoint? 
So it's a really, you know, great tweet there. One of the best tweets I've heard. And it really kind of, as a better, can create some value because you're going to have really, really lopsided perceptions of Jimmy G. So, for example, like uh, if you are a Jimmy G fan and he's getting points here, hey, you take it all day. If you're a Jimmy G hater and you've seen, you know, some turnovers and, you know, some plays that he uh, maybe wanted back, then you're like, hey, Dallas all day minus three. So I think it just creates, in the eyes of the public, a different way to view this 49ers team. I'm okay if people are anti-Jimmy G. I mean, how, how like, look at the scoreboard. This guy wins you games. He's got, uh, I know he doesn't have a huge sample size, but if you compare his, uh, you know, historical win percentage compared to other quarterbacks, I mean, he's right up there. I think he's, like, top five if you just look at the percentage of games that he wins. So I'm cool with taking the 49ers here, Pritch. I'm holding out for the hook, but all the Jimmy G haters, fine by me, Wild Card Weekend. I hope the public is all anti Jimmy G so I can be uh, you know the Jimmy G fan here as a, as a dog better in a spot that he's done very well in. sounds good to me all right we'll get to the Dallas Cowboys scouting report tomorrow we don't have time for it today but tomorrow's show we will actually feature that uh, and it does feature Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan that matchup that I uh, uh, I dissected uh, so we'll have that uh, tomorrow on the program but we got to get to some plays from the National Basketball Association uh, as well as College Hoops. Josh, your Market Insights podcast, uh, some plays for us today. Yeah, so a couple games. Let's go to college basketball that really caught my eye. One of my favorite systems, you know, these unranked favorite versus ranked opponents. And I think when we talk about these games, it's, they're going to sound like terrible plays, uh, but there's a lot of smart money coming in on both Florida and Xavier tonight. Let's start with the Florida Gators. They're at home against LSU. Florida is 9-5. and five. They're unranked. Uh, they're coming off two straight losses to Alabama and Auburn, which, by the way, I'm waiting for Jabari Smith, number one pick in the NBA draft. Have you seen this guy, Pritch? Hmm. I was on Alabama last night, and I lost, but this guy looks like a young Kevin Durant. When those markets open, for number one pick in the draft next year. I think it's going to be Jabari Smith uh, of Auburn, but that's a whole side note. Anyway, everybody's on LSU tonight. They're 14 and one. They're ranked 12th in the country. But I always ask this, uh, this question, if LSU is the far better team, better record, higher ranking, then why is Florida favored in this game? This was a really sharp move toward the Gators. Gators opened up getting about a point, point and a half. We've now seen the Gators flip to minus two or even minus three. So this is one of those plays where you you know you tap someone on the shoulder at a bar and it's you know put the house on LSU tonight. Mm-hmm. But if everyone's betting LSU, why is this line going to Florida? This looks like a really sharp reverse line move to me. Florida's only getting about 35% of bets, yet the line is moving in their favor. Uh, I go money line in these situations, Pritch. I'd hate to see a you know a buzzer beater or something crazy happen to kill your spread. So I took Florida on the money line around minus 135. The other game that caught my eye was Xavier. Xavier at home against um, against Villanova. Villanova's a very, very popular bet tonight. Uh, they are got a better record, or I guess they're 11-4, and 12-2 for Xavier, but they're ranked higher. Another thing you can look at when you're betting college sports, whoever's the higher-ranked team, the public's going to gra- gravitate to. So Villanova's 14, Xavier 17. Public saying, shouldn't that 14 team be minus one, not Xavier? I like Xavier in this spot, Pritch. You're having a majority bets on Nova yet. The line opened at a pick or even Nova minus one, and it's now flipped to Xavier minus one. I'm seeing some one and a halfs there as well. So those are just kind of fishy numbers that I love to get down on. You're not going to win every time, but again, don't think like you're outsmarting the books. There's a reason why the line's going to Xavier in Florida tonight, even though they're not popular. I want to be on those fishy sides. Give me Xavier and Florida both on the money line tonight. And that's why I love the information that you provide on the program, because not trying to outs- uh, outsmart books, but situations might repeat themselves. Like you mentioned, Florida, LSU, that situation arose not too long ago, Florida and at Bama, right? Uh, same kind of You're- system, but, but Bama prevailed on one that game. 
You're exactly right. And again, it, it lost last night on Bama, but uh, we go to back to last week. Remember Marquette cash in that mm -hmm, spot. There are right. a couple other ones. I forgot what they were, but um, that's just one of those fishy things. That's like, you know, take my bias out of it. Take away my, my preconceived notions. What are, what's the actual line doing? And anytime you get a fishy number where why is Florida favored when again, LSU better record and higher ranking. I want to be on that fishy side. That's just kind of an auto bet. Anytime I see those lines pop up. Okay. And which big game in the association are you on today, Josh? <laughs> Uh, so I got a couple here, Pritch. I, I would uh, admit NBA has been a little bit erratic. Uh, perfect example last night. The total, this one was crazy, Pritch. I was on the under in the Wizards game, mm -hmm. got under 215. It closed 210, five points of closing line value. It sails way over. So it just goes to show you, you can do your part as a better. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. But a couple that caught my eye, I'm looking at the Heat Hawks over uh, 223. These are t uh, two of your top two uh, offensive efficiency teams. They both trended over quite a bit recently. Uh, the other one is the Chicago Bulls. I like the Bulls tonight, Pritch. Uh, they're at home against the Nets. Public's on the Nets as a dog, but Bulls open uh, a pick them ish. They're up to minus one, minus one and a half. That seems fishy to me. I'll go Chicago Bulls. They've been really good at home this year. I think they're 15 and four at home. Yeah, 236 to total in that game, too. Oh, that's a big one. And it opened 228. A lot of over money there, Pritch. You're not yeah. getting the best of it at this point. <laughs> um, my eyes are going to be on that game for sure, though, Josh. Uh, great job. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow with a great scouting report on the Dallas Cowboys. Looking forward to it, Pritch. Have a great night. You too. You do the same. Good luck on your plays as well. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.